Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's good, everybody? It is Sunday, April 2nd. Welcome to Sunday Brunch here on the Early Edge, your daily sports betting brand of record. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not close. My name is the coach. I just try to keep this train on the track because we have the best crew in all sports betting, including all of you at home. Now, a tip of the cap. What a day on Saturday at the Final Four. FAU, they covered. Berg bets covered. But, man, heartbreak hotel as San Diego State hits one literally at the buzzer to move on to Monday night. UConn never in doubt for Micah as they were in control of that game from start to finish. A 7-2 and two day at the brand. Our new guy, A-Mags, just doing work as well. Now, internally, our early edge bracket challenge. We've got to tout those who have made it all the way through. Thomas, right there at 90, then Tim, then Andrew, then Daniel. It all comes down to Monday night. Who will raise the trophy? Then internally, we try to prove who's the best capper here at the early edge. And these two remain standing. Berg bets, Zach attack, go head-to-head Monday night. So you let us know who you want to root for. Go ahead and put it into the chat after you hit the like button for me. I need everybody, when you come in from now on, hit the like button for me. Then I need you to type Berg bets or Zach attack. We want to count up the votes on who is the more popular capper for Monday night. Who do you think will predict those three things correctly? Now, you know on Sundays when other brands are taking every Sunday off, not us. And not only do we not take the day off, I bring my absolute very best to the table. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know him. You love him. First and foremost, what a tag team partner he's been making with our new guy, Amax, Matthew Snyder, the sniper. Good morning, sir. Oh, I love that. I love that. Good morning. I, I, I came up with that as I was reeling from the Jorge Soler home run on Friday. I'm still kind of recovering from that. But it's good to be here nonetheless. I think what Buckets did to all of us is, especially you, because you're such an expert in the sport of baseball. And for him just to randomly throw a name out like that and hit a home run. <laughs> I don't even know how we come back from that. And it was osmosis it. in a way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look at this, man. You know he's serious when the hair comes down. Live from parts unknown. Prop stars. Good morning, sir. Coach, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm fired up. We've got a beautiful 13-game slate in the association. We had a quiet day yesterday, Coach. You missed it. I gave out a rare non Prop. I gave out a side. It cashed. I've got two props today. Can't wait to get into it. Wow. Hell has frozen over. Jerron in the chat says, oh, my God, Proppy's hair this morning. Absolutely <laughs> love it. It's glorious. You're right, Jerron. It is. Now, finally, this man, you talk about snipers. It doesn't matter the sport, golf, basketball. He's got it all. He is the counselor of cash. Cena shot. Good morning, sir. 
Good morning. I'm so excited because uh, golf, we got golf on Sunday at the Valero, but of course tomorrow we turn the page, if not tonight, for the Masters. I got a lot going though. We've got a lot from the early wedge. We've got a lot of matchups that we're on the right side of that we need to close. I've got some more matchups today for round four. And by the way, speaking of excited, I've never done a show with Aquaman. So this is kind of a first for me. <laughs> very, very cool. Side note, has anybody ever seen Prop Stars and Aquaman in the same room? Answer that question for me. <laughs> You are a savage. You're an absolute savage. Uh, by the way, by the way, um, if you have any soccer questions, guess who just rolled into the chat, ladies and gentlemen? Almost like he has a sixth sense, Matty. He is going to be your kryptonite all season <laughs> long. Buckets is there. You have any questions for him? Go ahead and throw them in there, and he will answer them in real time. Do not forget, hit the like button for me. I got yelled at the other day. I, I was in a meeting with the boss. They said, Coach, how come you never say hit the like button? It's so important. I said, because they know that. He goes, no, they don't. So I'm telling you, every single show. Now I don't get in trouble anymore. By the way, see, it wasn't nice when you have a matchup, as I do, J.J. Spawn against Thomas Dietrich. And you see a headline today that says, Thomas Dietrich shoots an 83. Very nice. Very nice for us. Yeah, I mean, Dietrich is one of those volatile golfers that that can that can put up a great number or a really bad number. Uh, two days ago, he was my he was four under in round two, and then he goes plus ten. I mean, that's exactly why I don't really play Thomas Dietrich. His game isn't fully there yet. All right, there you go. Educate and entertain. Write down Thomas Dietrich fade. See, we throw little things out all the time. You just never know. You just never know. All right, let's get into it. No storylines today. We're going straight to marquee matchup. We're going to play that favorite game, fade or follow. So, seeing as I'm going to start with you. I'm going to give you three favorites. You're going to tell me one, just one, that will cover the spread today. As Alex said, 13 big games. Only two yesterday. 13 in the association today. So, Suns laying five over the Thunder. Sixers and the Bucks. Bucks laying five and a half. And then you got the Warriors and the Nuggets minus two and a half. The Nuggets, they've been sitting Jokic's last couple. I don't know if he's going to play tonight or not. Sia, which one of these favorites, in your opinion, covers today? Well, I kind of want to analyze it from a what do they have to play for standpoint. All of these teams have, have a bunch to play for, whether you're the dog or not. But I think the Bucks coming off a loss, a really bad loss to the Celtics, and knowing that they haven't sealed up the number one spot – and the Sixers, to me, are kind of in a, in a spot where they're probably not getting out of it. They're, they are in a seating where they're probably not going up. They're probably not going down, depending on these last few games. So to me, it's a nice bounce back for the Bucks, who still have that one seed to play for. I think they're going to cover the number here. Okay, very good. Proppy, let me come to you. Which of these three favorites, Suns, Bucks, or Nuggets, covers today? Uh, I think Sia hit the nail on the head regarding the Bucks. I like them coming off the loss. The Sixers, to me, just are limping into the playoffs right now. They are not playing well. James Harden does not appear 100%. He said he's been dealing with a lower body injury for most of the season. Uh, it, it looks like it's beginning to hamper him. Also, Embiid. Does, he's just played so many minutes lately. I feel like he's a little bit worn down as well. They have a really tough schedule from here on out. They're only playing, I believe, top five teams in the Eastern Conference for their remaining schedule. So give me the Bucks. I think they have a good shot to cover. Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's funny how those schedule makers make it look like that, isn't it? By the way, Equanimia says, I saw Coach on TV last night on ESPN. Yes, you did. We're everywhere. The crew is literally everywhere. It was a boring night of fights, but I was still there. I was still there. All right. Guess who else is in the chat, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to tell you as soon as I pay some of those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. 
Get breaking news. Big news coming out of the NFL today. Highlights and instant reactions. The largest final round comeback in four championship history. We're down to the final four. I just want to take time to analyze greatness. Shock winners and losers with a guy who's already a big winner. CBS Sports HQ. It's all sports all day long. And you know on CBS Sports HQ, they'll have full coverage today of that Women's National Championship, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Iowa and LSU. And if you haven't watched that uh, Clark for Iowa, 41 points her last two games, I mean, unbelievable. All right, AMAX is in the chat. Matt Snyder's new partner in crime this year for the baseball season. You have any baseball questions for AMAX, put them in the chat and he will answer them in real time. So, Maddie, we're going to start with you, because the other day I know I know the ego took a hit because I felt it. I felt it when we played going yard and Buckets just throws a name out. Jorge Soler, I don't even think he knows where Miami is. <laughs> and yet he picked a Marlins player to hit a home run. So here are our options today. Pete Alonso, who did hit a home run on Friday. Jordan Alvarez, who hits bombs. And then Vlad Guerrero, plus 700. So we got three different prices. Sniper, let's start with you. Who, in your opinion, is most likely to hit home run today? Well, first off, let's hope that these names are picked as well as they were picked on Friday because all three of the guys hit, well, all four, if we include Jorge Soler. But all three of them did hit Friday. Uh I'm going to go Vlad Guerrero Jr. Uh, he's had some good swings against Jordan Montgomery in the past. Jordan Montgomery, the left-hander on the Cardinals. He used to pitch for the Yankees, so the Blue Jays have seen him a few times. So a little bit of familiarity there. You know I like that, so I'm going Vlad. Okay, Allison agrees. You do Vlad going yard, she says in the chat. Proppy, what say you? Give me Vlad as well, Coach. I, you know I'm a sucker for a long shot. Seeing that plus 700 number there, I've uh, been very impressed with Vlad. I think he can get after Montgomery, uh, just like Mr. Schneider said. So, yeah, let's go, Vlad. Now, by the way, NBA props, they're up at Sportsline, but baseball props coming too. And you know Alex is in these streets. Only a matter of time till we're slinging K props on a day-to-day -day basis, Coach. I love when we sling K props. All right, Counselor. Talk to me. Well, first of all, uh, credit to Jake and or Alan, who changed the Pete Alonzo graphic to a more flattering Pete Alonzo <laughs> graphic. So that's pretty cool that I was able to change that. But I'm listen, I like the Vlad play, but let's just change it up a little bit. Jordan going long gone against Garcia, plus 270. Uh, the guy is just so good. Uh, I, I wouldn't shock me at all if, if, if he's putting up home runs at a crazy, crazy rate uh, the first part of the season into the, the heart of the season. All right, we've got two Vlads. We've got one Jordan Alvarez. By the way, Maddie, what about that scheduling quirk? The Major League Baseball so smart. Let's start the season on a Thursday, and we'll give almost everybody Friday off when yeah. fans come and bring their kids. What? What was that? What was that? Yeah, it's the 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 answer is boring. Uh, it's they they leave a day off in case some of the cities where there's bad weather, in case they have to postpone the day, then they still get their opening day on Friday, so they leave a day open. It's like I said, it's very exciting. Yeah, very <laughs> exciting. Know. All right, it's time to get to our board. As soon, you guys have made us too popular, way too popular. We've got something new coming to our parent company, CBS. I cannot believe we get Big Ten football coming up this fall. God, it's a good time to be at CBS. Now, let's get into our board. 
the golf has already started. The fourth round is already off and running. So, Sia Najat, I got to start with you. Give me one. No, no, I need two head-to-heads from the Valero Texas Open. Can you help me out? I can help you. How about we give two both at plus money? So maybe maybe you lose one of these and you still got some, a few bucks in your pocket. But listen, we're not going to lose these. That's not the attitude we want to have. I do like these plays, and I think the numbers are wrong, frankly. J.J. Spawn plus 105 over Ricky Fowler. Both these guys are actually playing well. I wonder what Ricky's mentality is going into round four. He's not going to win, therefore he's not going to qualify for the Masters. Does that mean he attacks pins or or he just, he just mails it in? Either way... It, Either side of that extreme, I don't think is good on this particular course. J.J. Spawn, he's really been the model of consistency the last five or six rounds. We're seeing kind of the old J.J. Spawn that we saw last summer. The ball striking has been very good. Short game, not so good. Ricky Fowler's been better in that department, but I'm going to lean on the ball striking here for J.J. Spawn at plus 105 over Ricky Fowler. That one starts in about 20 to 25 minutes, so that's a bet you want to get in pretty quickly. Alex Noren, another plus money bet, plus 105 over Taylor Montgomery. Really like this one. It's so interesting. I've been fading Taylor Montgomery for quite some time. It's worked out, I'm pretty sure, every single time. And the reason I like to fade him is because the ball striking is absolutely atrocious. It's the short game that's really, really good for Taylor Montgomery. I just don't think he's going to get away with it again. So let me just give you a couple stats here. Taylor Montgomery just yesterday lost three strokes on approach. That is a lot for a single round. In total, Over the three rounds, he's lost almost seven strokes on approach. How good is that in this field? It's literally last place. And yet he is actually towards the top of the leaderboard because he's gained almost 11 strokes with the short game. That would be with the putter and around the green. I just don't think you can sustain those type of stats over the course of a a golf tournament. It is completely fraudulent in my opinion. Alex Norn, on the other hand, he's playing pretty well across the board. So give me Alex Norn at plus money against Taylor Montgomery. This should be flipped. It should be Alex Norn minus 125, minus 130. Instead, it's Taylor Montgomery, and that's because of his place on the leaderboard. But the metrics, they just don't match up. Well, I listened to you yesterday. I played Hideki round three over Taylor Montgomery and cashed that ticket. So thank you for all of the information this week. By the way, in the chat, Little Sim says that his book has J.J. Spawn against Aaron Rye. What would be your thoughts on that? I would take J.J. Spawn there as well. And, and side note, uh, Matt Kuchar is plus 700 to win this tournament. There's two guys ahead of him. There's a lot of guys behind him. I think in uh, the two guys, of course, are, are Connors and uh, Patrick Rogers. I think plus 700 is a fair number. And side note, Chris Kirk is plus 1,200. He's four strokes back, whereas Kuchar is three strokes back. I don't hate that either. So you mean the same Matt Kuchar that I'm holding a top 10 and a top 20 ticket on from the early wedge live Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time on the same channel? The very, the very same. And for the record, we had I had three head-to-head matchups on the early wedge. One of them cashed immediately, Wallace over Riley. The other two are Kirk over Montgomery and Taylor over Ryder. Kirk is tracking over Montgomery and Taylor is tracking uh, kind of even with Ryder. So we'll see if we go three for three there too. Do you guys notice what he just did there? Did you guys even notice what he just did? Maddie doesn't even know. No. So, so it's golf, Matt, so I don't know anything. Yeah. So so he's such a savage that he just <laughs> kind of throws in there one hit almost immediately. That one. Matt Wallace over Davis Riley. That we had a showdown on. And I had Davis Riley. And Davis Riley was 12 <laughs> shots back by 1:30 Thursday afternoon. See ya, when did you get paid? <laughs> I got paid about three hours into the tournament of a four-day tournament. Coach was like, yeah, uh, this one's done. And it it truly was. Riley was deplorable. 
he was so bad on Friday that when they suspended the tournament for darkness, he withdrew and went home. He didn't even come back Saturday morning to finish his round. And he goes, oh, by the way, it was over quickly. God, I love NBA golf. See it, whatever. I just love it all. <laughs> all right. Probably three times. I don't know, I'm just going to throw a different name out there every day. Probably five times. All right, big boy. I'm looking at two props right now that I absolutely love. Enlighten the good people. You and me both, Coach. That's why we're going by probably two times today since we have two props to deliver. First up in the association, uh, we are going Nikola Vukovic over 30 and a half combined points, rebounds, and assists. I have been impressed with Vuc. He has been playing very well lately. Uh, the Bulls are playing Memphis at home. This game has a 230-point total, which is pretty rare for the Bulls, who are a low-scoring team. Uh, the, the Grizzlies play up-tempo when Ja Morant is healthy and active, so I think they're going to push the pace. I think this game is going to be high-scoring, and Vuc can really fill up the stat sheet. The last time these teams hooked up, he went for over 50 p. ERA. Not sure if he's going to have that type of a performance, but I think 30 and a half is a very obtainable number. So give me Vooch over 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, then we're going Nicholas Claxton, the Brooklyn Nets center, under 13 and a half points. Coach, what if I told you the best defensive big man in the NBA right now resided in Utah and he was a rookie and his name is Walker Kessler. This guy has been absolutely phenomenal. Seems like he was a throw in in that Rudy Gobert trade. He has performed better than Rudy Gobert this season, particularly lately uh, centers. He is just absolutely limiting the position uh, over the past 15 games. They've given up the fewest points to opposing centers in the NBA. This number is above Claxton's average. Uh, I just think there's so many ways he can stay under this, whether it's foul trouble, uh, just blowout potential because the Nets are a significant favorite over Utah. Just let's fade Nicholas Claxton under 13 and a half points. Educate and entertain, ladies and gentlemen. Educate and entertain. Do you want to do that work? Do you want to dive deep? Do you want to get into the lab middle of the night? That's what Proppy does. Now, another member of the Early Edge crew is in the chat live. Berg Betts, who's one of our two finalists. Monday night. He knows college basketball as good as anybody. You have a question for him? Go ahead and put him in there. He'll answer them in real time. So now Buckets, Amax, Berg Betts, all in there. I told you, we work on Sundays. We don't sleep in. Now, I'm going to go next. Two plays for me, same game. And they are coming together. There has not been a better first half over team in the last month than the Indiana Pacers. I mean, they are ridiculous. 126, 142, 146. That's just three of their last four games. The Cavs' last game, first half, 151. So I'm going to take the first half, Pacers-Cavs. It's a 8 p.m. Eastern tip, I believe is the time, over 118. Then I'm going to also play the over 230 and a half. Normally, normally, you would have it more than double. But because the Pacers haven't been a good over team, but a good first half team, you see what the sportsbooks have done. It's less than half, or it's more than half, excuse me. So we're going to take advantage of that today because the Cavs have started playing faster and the sportsbooks have not caught up with them yet. So let's go over first half, over for the game. Matty Snyder, so many people have been tweeting at me. Love Matt Snyder, love the sniper. But when they love you that much, you get the maestro spot. You're up, sir. All right. 
Well, we're going to we're going to get two things done today. First off, Kodai Senga making his major league debut. He's been dominant in Japan for about a decade. Throughout the course of his career, he's struck out about 10 batters for every nine innings pitched. Look at spring training this year. Oh, 10 strikeouts in nine innings. So we're going to get, I think, more than a strikeout per inning. The Marlins have struck out 29 times in three games so far against the Mets in this series. I'm going to go over four and a half strikeouts there with Senga. I think he's going to get up in the six or seven range. So I think we should get this one pretty comfortably. Also, we talked about Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals pitching against the Blue Jays. Previously had spent several years with the Yankees. The Blue Jays are rather familiar with him. Again, you know I love the familiarity from the batter's perspective. Bo Bichette in his career against Jordan Montgomery, six for 11, two doubles, two home runs. We're going to go over one and a half total bases on Bo Bichette. So I've got a couple props here, but I feel very strongly about both of them, like Kodai Senga in his major league debut. And I like Bo Bichette, especially because the Blue Jays offense did absolutely nothing yesterday. A little bit of a bounce back today, even things out a little bit. Have you noticed, because I wanted to ask you the next time that we were on together, have you noticed that sports books have offered a little bit more variety of kinds of bets to start the season, like the the runs, the hits, you can combine all that kind of stuff together this year? Yeah, it actually looks more like the playoffs. For the most part, I usually look a lot more strongly at the props in the playoffs because by then I have a little, you know, a lot more sample in baseball. Uh, But yeah, it's it's so far, especially the, the batter runs scored, batter hits, batter total bases. Yeah, they've got almost everybody. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. So I have one more thing, and I'm going to have Sia weigh in on this as well, because, and I see many of you in the chat asking about it. If any of you have seen the ratings for the women's college basketball tournament, ESPN has not had one NBA game, not one, that has outdrawn the women's tournament. And everybody said, oh, it's because of Caitlin Clark, because of Iowa. She's a star. Well, the other game on Saturday was higher than any NBA game that ESPN has had. The other game, that's how powerful these women have become. So one last pick on the show. I'm going to go with Iowa on the money line, minus 175. I know the juice is hot, but what do we always say? Sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. I don't want to worry about the points. I just want to worry about Caitlin Clark doing her thing and just winning the game. That's all I care about. Sia, your thoughts on the women's championship, please. Well, I don't, I don't mind the play. I would probably give the points just because I'm such a believer in Caitlin Clark. Not that I'm necessarily trying to handicap that particular game, but I'll tell you this from a rating standpoint, you know, sometimes we, we might confuse ourselves and think, okay, well, the, the women's game has grown. The women's game has gotten better. And maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe just the talent level has gotten better and the, just the, the, the play has gotten better. But maybe we just weren't paying attention in the first place. And maybe it's a combination of those two things. And maybe it's a 70-30 split in terms of us not paying attention versus the game actually getting better on the women's side. All I can tell you is this. Those ratings numbers are very well deserved, and we all should be paying attention. These are things that we can bet on in the future, too, maybe maybe a little bit more so. But just more importantly, this is something that just we need to watch as basketball fans, as fans of sports. It is not just the Caitlin Clark show. Everybody is contributing to these ratings, and it just so happens Caitlin Clark is making the biggest splash. So I absolutely love it. I just think it's just incredibly exciting basketball. And that's on me as the kind of the person who runs this brand. We should have been doing more women's basketball. That's on me. So next year, as Sia said, we will fix that because mm-hmm. that's what we do at the early edge. We will fix it. And that will be a big part of what we do next year. By the way, how good is Caitlin Clark? 
first woman ever, ever, to score at least 82 points in two straight tournament games. 82. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap courtesy of AB on the ones and the twos today. Oh, and it looks absolutely glorious. See you in a shot. Two plays. Get him in quick, though. The golf has already started, and they're going to have tee times throughout the late morning into the early afternoon. J.J. Spawn over Ricky Fowler. If you have Aaron Rye, he likes that, too. Alex Noren over Taylor Montgomery. Then propping two times. Nick Claxton under 13 and a half points, minus 121. And Nikolai Vucevic over 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Then the sniper, John Singa over 4.5 Ks, minus 108. And Bo Bichette, a little bounce back day for him. And the Blue Jays over one and a half total bases, minus 107. And then two plays for me, Pacers, Cavs, first half over 118. And then over for the game as well, 230 and a half. And then my third play, I apologize, Iowa women on the money line, minus 175. Wouldn't normally give out that much of a juice, but this is a special game, and they're a special team, and I think this is their calling today. All right, remember, this is not the end of our week. We do things differently here at the Early Edge. We'll be back tomorrow, but as Mr. Buck in the chat said, you know what tomorrow is? It's the start of the best week of the entire golf year, the counselor. Oh, I hate to say it, but EC and a very special guest, Steve Scott, if you don't know who he is, Google him. He famously went toe-to-toe, head-to-head with Tiger Woods in the U.S. Amateur and should have beaten him. Nah, that should have. That's disrespectful. Could have beaten him. It's one of the great matches of all time. He has played in the Masters. He knows what it's all about. He will be on the show giving us his insight and also making a couple picks as well. You do not want to miss this week's episode of the Early Wedge, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lobo, Counselor, Sniper, Proppy, AB on the ones and the twos. I am the coach. Tell all your friends. You want to have fun? Learn a little bit? Laugh a little bit? Cash a lot? We grind for you so we can win with you. It's what we're all about right here at the early end. Good luck.